your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. Welcome to special presentation with Mike and Ethan, or Alf will not be seen tonight. Hey, it's 2024. It finally happened. Mickey Mouse has entered the public domain. And, you know, there's you're going to have to wait a little while for all of the automated uh, content scrubbers to figure that out. Cause they're still going to ding you if you try and submit a Mickey mouse face, even if it is public domain now. Yeah. That's probably why um, that's probably why Disney like let this happen instead of like, you know, doing some more shenanigans to like buy another like century. Um, I mean, I guess maybe that's, hard now that Sonny Bono's dead, but you know, they could have bribed some other congressmen, I'm sure. Um, but I guess yeah. they were just like, it doesn't matter because yeah, the automated content scrubbers, it's all on autopilot now. So it'll still yeah. like work even without us, uh, you know, without anyone at the helm anyway, but yeah, Steamboat Willie, you can now draw him. Uh, you can draw him with a dick now, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and you can sell it for money. That's the real innovation, yeah. I guess. Before it was like, because uh, the Dick Mickey Mouse was, I guess, uh, parody or fair use or something. But uh, yeah, yeah. But now you can just have a now you can just have a picture with Steamboat Willie at the uh, steering wheel and uh, have have it say something like, I don't know, trans rights. Yeah, and <laughs> good for Steamboat Willie. He's a good ally now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now. Now that, he's no, last. now that he's no longer owned by the uh, uh, Nazi supermen or our superiors uh, cartoon, that's probably being unfair to Disney. I always think of Disney now as Roger Myers Sr. from The Simpsons. but Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we're actually talking about Mickey Mouse because tonight's episode is going to – is in, in celebration of Mickey Mouse entering the public domain or Steamboat Willie entering. Wait a minute. <laughs> So the cartoon is Steamboat Willie. So the cartoon is Steamboat Willie, but that is not the only Mickey Mouse cartoon that came out in 1928. He is. He also you you also have the rights to uh, uh, Plain Crazy, uh, or at least the uh, video, but not the audio because that was originally released as a silent picture. Mm -hmm. And the Gallop and Gaucho. Those are the first three Mickey Mouse cartoons, and they all came out in the same year. So they're all. So they're all public domain now. Gotcha. So here's the thing. So Mickey Mouse is Steamboat Willie. So in Steamboat Willie, his name is Willie. It's not Mickey Mouse. So Mickey Mouse Uh is an actor playing Steamboat Willie is what the conceit is, I guess. Yes. And I only just recently learned that it's called Steamboat Willie because the song that he's whistling is called Steamboat Bill. Oh, Okay. All right. Sure. Why not? Um, it's kind of a, it's a story kind of like uh, Casey Jones about a brave steamboat engineer who got blown up. I've never heard of this story. I didn't realize that was a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I listened to it and uh, 
you know, it's it's just like Steamboat Bill along the Mississippi, that kind of thing. And huh. it's a story of how Steamboat Bill got into a race and his uh, his steamboat engine couldn't take it and he blew up and his the opponent blew up, blew up too. And as they were sailing up in the air, Steamboat w- Bill uh, said, hey, I'll double the bet. I bet I'll fly higher than you do. <laughs> oh, that's, that's Steamboat Willie. He's a gambling man. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, that doesn't happen in the cartoon, though. I believe he just uh, the pig leg Pete like um, makes him go peel potatoes, and he throws one at a parrot. It's very annoying. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. That that's what I always remember is is peeling the potatoes. That's the that's the distinctive part. But plain crazy has a lot more going for it. I think. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. That's the I, one where Mickey has built his own plane because he idolizes Charles Lindbergh. Oh, I, uh, kind of problematic, but also probably, you know, not, not, I'm probably reflecting some of Walt Disney's actual uh, beliefs in that one. Well, I mean, Lindy was really popular at the time. So, yeah. you know, not just with, not just with Nazis, you know, <laughs> not just because he championed the Third Reich and the Luftwaffe and may have killed his own son and blamed it on non-existent kidnappers. <laughs> well, 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 I guess everyone, just because everyone you, I, so that's how it is, Ethan. I guess everyone that supports the Third Reich and the Luftwaffe and kills their own son and blames it on uh, Jewish kidnappers is a Nazi now. <laughs> I didn't say Jewish. <laughs> Oh, the wait, they're not. I thought wasn't the, didn't they didn't they get like a Jewish guy on that? Didn't they didn't they lynch he, a Jewish guy? I thought he was a mm-hmm. I, I didn't hear that part. I I only heard that he was uh like a he was an immigrant. I didn't hear the Jewish part, but you know, I, I'm 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 not a real world historian. I'm a cartoon historian. That's why we I, do this. I could be wrong and perhaps I am just showing my own biases that I heard immigrant. I'm like, oh clearly a Jew. Clearly a Jew. Um all right, I'm just gonna look this up because I'm gonna have to look up Charles Lindbergh so that like we I don't get in trouble for spreading uh spreading misinformation on the internet. Let me look up who the guy is that they they um, blamed it on instead of, mm-hmm. you know, um, the, the guy who actually did it, which is Charles. Who, who... And allow me to share the limerick by uh, by Dr. Seuss, who drew a picture of a whale sitting on top of, an ocean, of a mountain and, and added the limerick, said a whale, there's so much commotion, such feuding and fights in the ocean. I'm saving my scalp living high on an alp. Dear Lindy, he gave me the notion. Oh, that's... Well, you know, that's definitely a little more um, <laughs> uplifting. Yes. Okay. Yeah, literally, it's an isolationism joke. <laughs> so, um, apparently, um, let me take a look. Uh, he's a, it just says, a German-born carpenter, Bruno Richard Hauptmann. Um, Hauptmann? Uh, I mean, that could be a Jewish name, but probably just German. Yeah, uh, does not say anything on his Wikipedia page, but the fact that Hauptmann has two N's uh, indicates to me he's probably not Jewish. Um, mm, for whatever okay. reason, with German, it, two N's seems to usually mean not Jewish. One N is Jewish. Um, I know oh, okay. this because my grandmother made a name uh, was Salbach with two A's. Uh, and apparently mm. that was apparently that was a... a usually a Jewish name. So her family mm. was scrutinized closely. 
during the Third Reich. My, my grandmother's German. Mm. Um, and uh, we actually have a whole family tree of my grandmother's side, which I found. I was looking at it, and my mom was like, oh, yeah, her dad had to, like, you know, get compile this and bring it into like, you know, the, um, the authorities to prove that they weren't Jewish. And it's like, that's very grim, you know? Yes. Um, but yeah, it goes all the way back. You can see each one is labeled as either Catholic or Lutheran on that side of the family. Mm. Anyway, um, they did not have a man in their name, but like when I was talking to my mom, double a was usually a Jewish thing in Germany. Apparently the double N was usually not. So Jewish names, usually man with one N I'm just, talking on my ass i don't even know how much of this is true this is just this is family lore now we're talking about talking about nazi shit here on a special presentation (laughs) uh you can't get enough of it in real life shit yeah come we're coming here having this too anyway steamboat willie mickey mouse steamboat willie yes mickey mouse yes once again i'm doing a podcast with two mics (laughs) there you go um no one that ever calls correct. him Michael. That would be pretty funny if Minnie was like, Michael, where are you? Michael Mouse. <laughs> Michael Mouse. <laughs> God. Which is funny because that's that's Mighty Mouse's alter ego is Mike Mouse. Well, yeah, I mean, technically, if you think about it, they could be the same person. You never see them at the same then, time. No, it's, I, you're right, because they wanted to have Mighty Mouse appear in Roger Rabbit, but they didn't. They couldn't. Oh, Harvey was holding out for more cashola. I guess so. There were a bunch of uh, things in Roger Rabbit that they wanted to include, but didn't. They wanted to have a scene with Popeye and Bluto that uh, they weren't able to clear. And eventually, I think it was Richard Williams who was like, you know, are we trying to tell a story here? Or are we just trying to get everyone in the, on the same screen? <laughs> and he decided it was a story, but I mean, they did a lot of getting everybody on the same screen. <laughs> Yeah, they did. Also, um, I never thought I'd hear the day when Richard Williams was like, no, no, we have a story to tell here. <laughs> yeah, the voice of reason. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, but speaking of Roger Rabbit, we're going to be talking about him a lot tonight, I feel, because what we are actually talking about is not not like Disney's Nazi past or Charles Lindbergh or Mickey Mouse. Actually, it is Mickey Mouse. It's Mickey yes. Mouse's 60th anniversary. Uh, man, is, this was such a big deal when we were like eight. They're like, yeah. oh my God, can you believe that Mickey Mouse is turning 60? Wow, nothing great has ever gone on for that long before. You know, staring in Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this was what, from 1988. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's um, it's a, an episode of, I think, the, what, the magical world of Disney, the wonderful world of Disney? Yes. Yeah, for years, Disney had a regular uh, special setting on NBC where I think it started out as the Disneyland show, and that which was, in fact, sometimes it was Disney, you know, Disney movies being rerun. Sometimes it was new Disney productions. Sometimes it was just walking around Disneyland and being like, look at how great Disneyland is. Don't you want to go? Yep, yep. And... And then when Color TV came along, it became Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color, which mm. is, you know, kind of kind of funny. I like the idea that maybe they would continue naming them after every uh, TV innovation. So it was like in 2000, it became Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Widescreen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Walt Disney's Wonderful World of HD TV. Um, <laughs> Walt man. Disney's Wonderful World of 1080p. <laughs> 
Yeah, I remember watching this as a kid. It was usually on like Sunday night, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Because I remember it was one of those things that like it was a big deal. and But it was also like kind of depressing because you knew this was the last thing you'd get to do before you had to go to bed and then go to fucking school again. Yeah. Um, so that always kind of tainted Walt Disney's wonderful world of Disney. As everything on a Sunday is tainted with the knowledge yes. that you you face your execution in the morning. Um, yes. But now, now that you're now that we're adults, you know, we're used to it. It's like, yeah, I got to go back to work on Monday. I had to work on Saturday, too. It never ends. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, kids, something to look forward to. <laughs> as, yeah. As Calvin said, you get 12 years of school, then you work till you die. Um, but anyway, uh, so so Walt Disney's one, not wonderful. This was the magical world of Walt Disney. The magical and- world of Disney was the, I think it was like, that name was only like two or three years old at this point. Oh, okay. Um, so one thing, uh, so very, first of all, it's, it's celebrating Dis- Mickey Mouse's 60th birthday. And, uh, I, I think I watched this when I was a kid because a lot of it did seem very familiar, but watching it as an adult, my first question to you, Ethan is, mm-hmm. is, would this be an extravaganza? Um, not enough leg. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's a family show, so they had to leave yeah, out the good stuff. Yeah, it's a family show, but yeah. But yeah, this is this has, I mean, I mean, an extravaganza is known for uh, you know titillating imagery and broad comedy and special effects and almost no story. Mm. So. We get three of those if you consider the live action and animation sequences uh, to be to be a major thing. But the broad comedy is so broad that I'm like, oh, there was comedy. Yeah, um, this is I, I guess maybe we could say it's a spiritual successor to. Well, well, for those of you who don't. Well, Ethan, uh, bef- explain to the people who ha- maybe haven't seen your hungry reader videos by the way you all should see them if you haven't um what an extravaganza actually is it's it was a an extravaganza was a popular form of musical entertainment around the turn of the uh, 20th century it was you know there were a lot it was a uh, show a live show with a lot of dancing girls a lot of music and it went on for Hours and hours after the actual play that they were putting on was done. If you went to see a production of the 1902 musical, The Wizard of Oz, it would go on for four hours. And they would do, and because people had, you know, traveled literally, you know, states and states to see this. So they were like, yeah, we don't, we don't want you to go home unhappy. So here's the show. And then, and now here's, uh, Here's uh, uh, what do you call it? encores of all the all the songs that were in it, and here's all the songs that we cut from it, and it just it was oh my, so it's basically it felt like, like <laughs> it so, was like if there was entertainment that you had to go to the vomitorium and expel and go back for more, that's what it was like. I like that they were like they basically invented the concept of DVD extras before there was a DVD. Yeah, yeah, I mean. The, the actual musical, uh, the 
The Wizard of Oz had a lot of songs that ended up getting cut and new ones added along the way, some of which came from totally different musicals and didn't actually have anything to do with the plot of The Wizard of Oz. As wow. a matter of fact, the plot of The Wizard of Oz didn't have a lot to do with the musical The Wizard of Oz. So, so this For- thing we're seeing then with Mickey Mouse, yes. not quite an extravaganza. Um, no, this but- is... This is more has more in common, I think, with uh, uh, say uh, the "In Search of Doctor Seuss" or uh, "Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme," mm-hmm. mm. in that it's a big it's a big celebrity uh, showdown kind of thing. And this special Mickey's 60th birthday consists of about four things. Uh, it's a part of it is a documentary about Mickey Mouse, a very light documentary that's that uh, tells you the very basics about him. A lot of it is just clip shows of old uh, Disney stuff. Some of it is actually a story about Mickey Mouse as a uh, animated character in the real world. And Roger Rabbit is there because it was 1988. Mm -hmm. And the rest of it is just kind of NBC showing off their fall lineup. Yes. Um, I think this sort of special, because I do remember back in the 80s, um, this was a thing that they would do every so often where they would basically kind of do with, you know, uh, they would have, I guess you would call this uh, an event. That's what yeah. I think that's what you would call this, the style of production where it's a basically television event. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where they'll usually be a bunch of things like musical numbers and like, like, the, like uh, special effects pieces. And then mostly just random celebrities popping in to be like, Hey, remember me? Okay. Bye. Um, so this was a big thing in the day. Nowadays, I don't th- I don't know that people watch TV, so I don't know if they still do this kind of thing. But um, yeah, you know. I can't remember the last time I just sat down and watched television. That's what my mom does all the time. But she just watches MSNBC until she falls asleep. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know if they have television channels anymore, to be honest. Um, uh, they I- do. But now it's basically one show per channel. You know, remember A&E? Now that's just like the Aliens Built the Pyramids network. God, what a weird, what a world that we live in now. Um, It's changed so much in our lifetime. Yes. I don't recognize it. And it's going to continue changing, so I want to see what everything. Yeah. I don't recognize any of it anymore, but I don't need to Mm because, you know, I'm old and I just stay home. So I'm sure it's... I'm old enough now that, uh, that... You know, it's tempting to lie about my age, but then I wouldn't be able to tell people that it wasn't like this in the 80s. It was totally different. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know... um, It wasn't like this in the 80s that that I was born after. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, hello, fellow young people. Um, All right, so I think... uh, The first thing before we get into Mickey... So so I do remember these things a lot. Um. Okay, no, no, sorry. Here's here's the first thing we need to talk about. Okay, Roger Rabbit. So Roger Rabbit. So it is Roger 19- Rabbit is in fact an important you know is something that we should be looking at at some point because it's about you know the movie the movie is about cartoons but the book if you've ever read it is about comic strips. Yeah, I've heard everything I've heard about the book sounds completely made up and insane. <laughs> they really the book is pretty nuts. They made it. It sounds like they made it a lot more normal for the movie. They disnified it. 
So it's like, yeah. I guess that's to be, and you know. The author approved of all of it. And when he wrote a sequel, he portrayed the events of the first book as just a dream that Roger had and, and decided that his sequel was actually a sequel to the movie. I mean, you know, he knows where his bread is buttered, and I can't really blame him, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you mean my... It's like, you know, the, the highest grossing movie of all time? Oh, these bags of money, which I assume Disney gave him, but since it's Disney, who knows? Um, <laughs> I would hope so, yes. They came you know. straight from uh, Uncle Scrooge's money bin. Yeah, you know, it's like when Michael Crichton was like, I'm going to write a sequel to the uh, Jurassic Park. Not the book, the movie, you know? Because... Um, <laughs> But um, so Roger Rabbit, yeah, that came out in 1988 and um, it was a big thing. You might remember Um, it was huge, absolutely huge. People went insane for Roger Rabbit. Uh, They could not get enough Roger Rabbit. The world as you as you knew it ceased to exist because Roger Rabbit changed everything. And Mm -hmm. um, and I remember that because. Um, it was, it was, it was insane in the sense that nobody realized, nobody could conceive of the fact that Roger Rabbit was not a movie for kids because it had cartoons in it. So it had to be for kids. And I remember like every movie critic saying, it's great for kids. Bring the kids. They'll love it. Everyone said this. I remember seeing in the movie theater and being like, what the fuck? (laughs) What am I watching? This is horrible. I hate this. Um, I was eight years old, so I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah, I, you know, I I loved it, but I did not understand a lick of it. I just knew it was like, oh, okay, Roger and this detective are fighting the bad guy. Yay! (laughs) There are, you know, intensely, you know, very intense parts that are very deep and emotional that just washed right over me. You know, unsmooth-brained as a child. It wasn't until I watched it again as a teenager and found that the part that I'd always that I'd always fast forwarded through or it was like, oh, we're just going to look at the stuff on Eddie's desk. You know, I didn't realize it's like this is telling the story of a guy who grew up in a circus. Laughter was a huge part of his life. And then when his brother died, he shut it all down. He stopped laughing. And that's why he why he can't stand to be around the tunes anymore. And it tells you all of this just in the artifacts that are sitting on his his and his brother's desks. And, I, yeah. you know, as a kid, uh, th- that, you know, I didn't even notice that. But, not, but it made the movie so much better upon rewatching. And I realized, wow, this isn't a movie for kids. Yeah, I also missed all that as a kid. I mostly remember being extremely upset about that shoe getting murdered you know Mm. um and i think everything after that was just like i could not get that shoe out of my head i was just so sad i felt so bad for that shoe i was a very sensitive child um a lot of yeah a lot of kids had a hard time with the shoe i didn't because i was like well it's a prop it's not a real tune oh it's a it's a it's a it's um it's not a handful it's uh what would you call it (laughs) a co-star there you go yes um (laughs) So, um, but Roger Rabbit, so like, yeah, Roger Rabbit was huge, big hit. And Disney always did this with the wonderful world of Disney where for like a hot minute after, when they were trying to promote a new movie, like the, the, the characters from that movie would start appearing in a lot of their stuff, you know, like, yeah. I like I think probably the same year or maybe the previous year when they did, um, you know, Disney did their M- monster vision, which was the ha- Halloween uh, special where they made like mm-hmm. music videos 
uh, of scary songs like Monster Mash. Oh, Monster Hits. Yeah. yeah, Monster Hits. Thank you. You know, using clips DTV from their Monster cartoons. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, they Man, all- I love DTV. That just invented the anime music video right there. <laughs> they were ahead of their time. Uh, but they also included a section where they're like, hey, check out the Great Mouse Detective. You know, that's coming out. So, <laughs> you know, check it out. Um, so they would always do that. And you'll always notice when a new movie comes out, if you go to a Disney theme park, suddenly characters from that movie are everywhere. They're just walking around. They're really trying to push that movie. Except for Zootopia. Yeah. You know, that's the one That's the one exception to this rule. Because Disney did Did you go not- to Disneyland right after Zootopia? I, in fact, did. And uh, Disney, apparently, maybe because they were still mad at furries, they were, they were like, no. You want to see Nick Wilde? You want to see Judy Hopps? Fuck you. None of that shit. We, we're not doing any merchandise of Judy Hopps or Nick. They're not going to walk around. There are no walk-around characters. There are no rides. Nothing. They were, they're persona non grata. We're pretending they don't exist. Nothing. The only thing we, we're going to get, we're going to get that, we're going to have toys of that racist elephant. You know, the one that won't serve <laughs> Nick in the ice cream parlor. For whatever reason, Disney was like, this is the one kids want. They want the racist elephant. But everything else, no. Um, but anyway. I, and you're sure they hadn't just, you know, sold out of everything but the racist elephant. No, I was there. I, I was there. I was there early because I wanted to, I wanted to buy a whole bunch of Judy Hopps plushes and give them, you know, modify them with specially placed holes because I'm a furry. Right, um, right. No, no, I wasn't really going to do that. But, you know, ask your ask your parents what specially placed hole is. I don't think kids do that yes. anymore. Uh, kids don't Ask fuck your parents about anymore. Nico. Yes. <laughs> oh God, the, lo- the ancient lore. But anyway, the point <laughs> of this digression is that Disney would, you know, they would be promoting their new things, and Roger Rabbit. It, it makes sense that he'd be in this, but I really feel like they thought Roger Rabbit was going to be mm-hmm. like a thing, like permanently, like. He was going to be up there with like Donald and Goofy and just become a permanent fixture of Walt Disney. They may have been, you know, had reason to think that at the time. But now now we know that Roger kind of disappeared after that movie. Yeah, because, you know, if you don't keep if you don't keep it going, then people forget. Yep. And, you know, and that's how we got fucking bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, so was. Bonkers supposed to originally be a Roger Rabbit show or something? Yeah, pretty much. They were like, we, we can't do a Roger Rabbit show. We're going to have to make, we're going to have to create our own original, you know, original the character of uh, Roger Rabbit. And that's how we got Bonkers D. Bobcat. Oh. The only cartoon Bobcat who was liked less than Bubsy. So did they just lose the rights to Roger Rabbit or what happened? Well, I mean, the rights were kind of shared between them and a whole bunch of other companies. Oh, so. Okay. Um, cause yeah, I really feel like, like it's not just that Roger Rabbit is in this, they changed the opening credits to make sure you see Roger Rabbit. Cause they do a clip, you know, where he's kind of from the beginning of the movie where he's kind of following the director off set after, you know, after ruining the cartoon they're filming. Yeah. And, and then they, then the door closes and suddenly Roger Rabbit opens it and stands there right in the doorway, filling the whole screen with him and um should so that you cannot miss him they were like no no we want you to we want you to see roger rabbit we want to make sure you do not miss roger rabbit he is going to be extremely important in these this credit sequence and 
he was in everything for a while, and they even started making – they did make Roger Rabbit cartoons for a little while, like shorts that would be f- before movies. Yeah, Tummy Trouble, Roller Coaster Rabbit, and Trail Mix-Up. Yes. And so – let's see – uh, Tummy Trouble was in front of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I think that was the one that everyone saw the most of. I remember that uh, one, Roller yes. Coaster, Roller Coaster Rabbit was in front of Dick Tracy, which we've already watched on this show. Mm-hmm. And But when I got to see Dick Tracy, we were late and we missed that one, so bleh. <laughs> uh, yeah. And Trail Mix-Up, I believe, was in front of Cheetah? Oh, which I have not seen. Um, Live-action movie about a family that adopts a cheetah cub. Huh. Okay. Um, I do remember that like in all three of those movies, the Roger Rabbit short was promoted more than the actual film because they were like mm-hmm. really saying like, Hey, and you're going to Tracy was promoted a lot. Yeah. Well, that, that was that, that may, I may be, that may be the exception actually, but they really did push these Roger Rabbit cartoons. Um, although I never ended up seeing a uh, trail mixin. I only know it Me because neither. Um, I know it because Woot keep, has posted uh, uh, screen edits where he makes Jessica Rabbit's ass really big from that when she's in her ranger costume. So that's how I know that, oh, there exists a third Roger Rabbit short somewhere that I have not seen. Um, but um, the uh, but anyway, yeah, so I feel like they were really thought Roger Rabbit was going to be like a thing that they could keep milking. And yeah, he he didn't pan out that way because Roger Rabbit is extremely annoying. He is. Yeah. He's, he's not that great of a character. Oh, you know, you want to know my favorite place where Roger Rabbit shows up out of nowhere and it just makes no sense whatsoever. What is it? Roger Rabbit appears in the promos for the, before the launch of the Jerry Springer show. Oh, what? <laughs> or at least I think it's Jerry Springer. Maybe it's Montel Williams. I don't know. It was some. <laughs> it was some uh, talk show host guy. One of those kind of sleazy talk show hosts. But I'm pretty sure it was Jerry Springer. And he had this. He had this promo for his like Jerry's getting his own show. What do the What do the stars have to say? And there's all these various. You know, kind of B-list uh, stars that are there with him. Gary Owens appears. I think Elvira was there. And then out of nowhere, uh, Roger Rabbit is there giving him the advice to, you know, you know, pay attention to your pronunciation. Wow. Well, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> yeah. Um, Didn't Jerry Springer just die? Or, or did he just his show just end? I, uh, I think he recently did die uh, at huh. ripe old age of like 200 or something. Um, well, uh, Roger, yeah. So Roger Rabbit, like he's, you you know, uh, you probably know him. He's kind of, his character is that he's very annoying, I guess is, is his real thing. So, um, and that's kind of in the movie, like that's kind of the point of him. So I can't say it's a poor characterization because he's pitted against Bob Hoskins, you know, and, and Bob Hoskins finds him very annoying. So it's like, yeah, that's accurate. But that's the problem uh-huh. is when he's supposed to stand on his own. It's like, oh, God, he's he's kind of a parody of a cartoon character. And they tried to make him mm-hmm. into a real cartoon character. Um, it just doesn't work. Yeah. No. I mean, for one thing, uh, I mean, his cartoons, he's the main character of the cartoon, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it's all about him taking abuse. Yeah, you know, it's. How many other cartoons are like that? I mean, 
is Sylvester really the main character of the cartoon where Tweety uh, keeps getting the best of him? Because um, I don't know. Um, I feel like the Roger Rabbit cartoons they they always felt like kind of weird. They felt weirdly mean spirited. In you know, yeah. you know, like I guess because the thing is, it's like they were always about like, oh, Roger Rabbit has to take care of this baby, and yeah, he's getting like beaten up the whole time. Whereas in like. You know, like when when you see the coyote cartoons, it's like the coyote, it's his own fault that shit's happening to him. And he's kind of the bad yeah. guy. So, you, you you know, you're not supposed to feel sorry for him. Um, and I think, yeah, Roger Rabbit, like, again, it's because he was not designed originally to be a cartoon character, but m- more like a, 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 a spoof of a cartoon character. So mm-hmm. when they tried to, you know, they, they didn't really, I don't think they really knew how to make him into a real cartoon um no you you don't you don't really root for him all that much you root for baby herman to get the best of him but baby herman is of course his his co-star you know it's just a baby who doesn't know who or where he is at least in the context of the cartoon yeah you know yeah. obviously we know the tune the tune himself has a as he put it a 30 year old lust and a three-year-old dinky yeah <laughs> which was in fact the only lo- line from Who Censored Roger Rabbit to actually get used in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that's another problem with the cartoons because it's like, yeah, you're 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 also the Ro- Roger's co-star, Baby Herman, is like you're also not showing what makes Baby Herman amusing as a character, which is that like, yeah, he's got this like uh, this this the this husky uh, smoker's voice, and you know, um, and it, it yeah. But uh, but they did. But also the Roger Rabbit cartoons, all I believe all three of them did this. I know at least two did. Um, they do that thing where they have to like the, the whole cartoon has to grind to a halt so that Jessica Rabbit can show up and be sexy for a, for like a couple minutes and then yes. disappear and have no, no bearing on the actual cartoon. And, you know, I, I'm not mm-hmm. from the from the original cartoon from the movie. Something's cooking it. It was not. It did not seem to suggest that Jessica was a co-star in these movies. No, no. Um, but apparently, and she plays a different role in all of the shorts. So she's, I guess, she's like Mister Horse. Yeah, yeah. She just, she just shows up, is hot, leaves. You know, and mm-hmm. it's, I, it's, I feel like if you were, you know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, assume in the far distant future, for whatever reason the kids are watching cartoons and they find Roger Rabbit. They just assume that's a normal cartoon. They have no idea that it was associated with a film. They're going to be so confused by those (laughs) cartoons. They'll be like, why does this redhead just pop in and like, you know, get all horny and then she's gone. What's up with that? It's kind of, kind of distracting, you know? Um, But uh, it's it's really, it is really funny knowing what we do now about how people just discover stuff on YouTube and then they make, you know, like they make what seems like a logical assumption and then spread it around. Like how everyone assumes that w- Wilkins is the original version of Kermit the Frog. Is, is he not? No, uh, Kermit actually came first. Oh, so Kermit is the original version of Wilkins. Yeah, Kermit is the original Kermit, and Wilkins is the original Wilkins. In fact, they were often photographed together for promotions. They worked in, in two separate uh, two separate fields. Oh, okay, and, gotcha. And here's something that not everyone knows. Wilkins is actually just called Will. 
what? Well, now I don't know what to believe. Um, so is Kins just because, his last name? Uh, well, they were created for Wilkins Coffee, but then Jim Henson found out that there were a lot of other coffee companies that wanted to use these characters, but they wouldn't want to have a character whose name was Wilkins and advertise their competition. So it became uh, so it became Will and Wontkins. It's really funny that like. Um, that back then that was a thing where people like a coffee company was like, huh, our rivals are using these puppets. We should use the exact same puppets to advertise ours. And it's like, yeah. nowadays it's like, usually spokesmen don't leap from to their competitors. Usually you associate the spokesman with a company. Yeah. And you know, I guess that happens occasionally. Cause like, you know, the, can you Max hear me Henry? now guy switched over yeah. and you know, uh, Ernest. Pets.com sock puppet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it happens, but um, it's kind of an odd thing when it does because you're like, oh, I guess they're advertising another thing now. I guess yeah. I guess well, that puppet didn't actually believe in Wilkins Coffee. They, I thought they were advertising it out of love of the game. It turns out they're just paid a paid <laughs> shill. Oh, man. <laughs> just never meet. Well, the thing about it is that there was also a time when uh, coffee was much more localized. You'd go to a different town and they'd have a different brand of coffee. So. So that was what uh, he was doing. He was going from state to state, you know, recording Wilkins, Wilkins and Wilkins commercials for instead of Wilkins coffee, community coffee or something like that. Oh, okay. That actually makes a lot more sense. I forgot how fragmented the world used to be. Um, And Mm -hmm. I love the idea that like that, that Jim Henson is just like driving from town to town with a, with a, with like a, a jalopy full of puppets, like he's some sort of like traveling medicine like a show. Medicine show. <laughs> yeah, just sets up a little stage. Ah, you know, you want to advertise coffee? Well, step right up. We got puppets right here. They're gonna advertise coffee for you. You know, like not doing yeah, that... not doing the show to people who want to buy coffee, but to like coffee companies to like get them to, to buy puppets. Oh man. What a what a what a. Now, it, that's it's funny because that's that's pretty similar to what happened at least when he hired somebody. Yeah, there's a one of the a writer for the Muppets who was with them for years, Jerry Jewell, said that the first time he talked to uh, Jim Henson, he was talking to this guy. He just seemed like the most normal guy in the world, and then he was like, "Let me show you something." He opens the hood of his car and he takes out these puppets that are so iconic, like totems. There's one who's just a red frowning triangle, and they they came to life one by one. And I was like, "Who is this Jim Henson guy?" This is like <laughs> it's like meeting a like meeting a sailor who discovered a fifth direction on the compass that you could sail on (laughs) man what a what a character you know yeah i mean i've you know i have my respect for walt disney but walt but jim henson has always been my hero well you know it's like it's like it's like sean baby said you know if you're rich you can you can take a jet across the country but like the guy who the guy who's unicycling his way uh, across this great nation is the one who's going to be in everyone's hearts. <laughs> um, but anyway, we were speaking of Roger Rabbit a lot. Yeah, we haven't even gotten yeah. into what this the special at yeah, all. Yeah, we've barely gotten into Mickey's fiftieth birthday. Well, we just yeah, barely, and we don't yeah. even see Mickey at first. We first we see a different Mickey, Mickey Eisner. Oh my God, this guy, this fucking guy. Okay. So Michael Eisner was the head of the Disney Corporation at that point. He was CEO, mm-hmm. I believe. And the Bob Iger of his day. Yes. Eager? Bob Bob Igor. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> so um, Michael Eisner, um, he was, I mean, he was a, a thing. Like, you know, he was definitely like kind of, I mean, I, 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 I think yeah. he was. Um, I mean, he, he, he had a reputation for being, you know, an evil egg sucking son of a snake. Yeah. But yes, that's, that's, a th- I think like, I, I remember everything I heard about him at the time was like exactly that. He's like one of those like evil, this, that evil, you know, egg sucking son of a snake, but damn, he gets things done. Like that was kind of what I remember people talking about. Cause I think he was in charge mm-hmm. of the Disney Renaissance, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was there for the uh, the Little Mermaid and a lot of other things. Yeah, he made a lot of you know good business decisions, and I can't hate him no matter what because he was the one, you know, he had worked at ABC in the late seventies, and he was the one who was like, you know what, I believe in this Schoolhouse Rock thing. I want to make it happen. Damn, um, surprising. Not not what I would have expected from him. But mm-hmm. uh, so Michael Eisner, the one thing I will say about him. Uh, is this is a man it, it's it, it's um you know we live in a day when like every evil millionaire wants to be like wants wants to be also like a comedian and a and a and a like a social media star and like your friend and he wants you all to like him you know like every day jeff bezos or elon musk or one of these assholes is doing some other goofy shit to like force you to look at them Right. And um, it makes you pine for the days when evil millionaires were just content being super rich and not shoving your themselves in your face all the time. Because Michael Eisner is has got the he's got the vibe of a man who is has no idea what to do in front of a camera and is incredibly uncomfortable there. Um, But he kept putting himself in front of the camera over and over. I, I think I feel like. He, you know, because Walt Disney, you know, the man who made the magic was obviously, you know, Uncle Walt always introduced stuff on, on you know, he's like, oh, it's Uncle he, Walt. He was very comfortable on camera. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like Michael Eisner was like, well, it's my duty as, you know, the head of Disney to kind of fill those shoes. And it's like, yeah, you can't. You, you just you're yeah. not good at this. You are not charismatic. Um, yeah. He's. Getting back to Jim Henson, that was what the Jim Henson Hour was about. They were trying to replace the magical world of Disney with the magical world of Jim Henson. And only problem there is that Jim himself, when he didn't have a puppet on his arm, was pretty stiff, too. So, yeah. I, so that's it, why they gave him a, a lion to talk to. <laughs> yeah, Jim Henson is, yeah, he's also not a guy who, you know, not 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 a, not a, um... Not a guy with huge stage presence, but um, but a warmth, a warmth that kind of like yes. wins you over. Uh, Michael Eisner and is. As, mm-hmm. Yeah, Jim always said that uh, that helped. That meant that he didn't have to learn to be a ventriloquist because, you know, the frog comes to life and no one pays attention to what the bearded man is doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Michael Eisner is just like uh, he just is such a nerd. Like when you see him, yes. he's like, oh. <laughs> he looks like he came out of the far side. <laughs> yeah. I just keep looking at him and be like, oh, what if, what if Michael Keaton was just like a black hole of charisma? And then it's like, <laughs> oh, you did Michael Eisner. That's, that's basically him. But you know, he's there and he's like, you know, his suit and tie and he can barely like, you know, he just, he can, he can barely say his lines. He's like, just like, 
Yeah, it's hello. It is me, Walt Disney CEO Michael Eisner. We all love Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Ever since the first child in 1932 got a Mickey Mouse watch and put it on his wrist, like, yeah, he's just not. You just are like get off oh, the stage. I am being informed I should not refer to you as peons. <laughs> I think um, so. He is. He's. In this special, they interview him a couple times, you know. Yeah. I like, um, and I think probably the worst part is when, well, you know, we'll get to that. We'll get to, well, yeah, we'll, I'm we'll not, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. So he's introducing yeah, us. Yeah, he's introducing yeah, us to he's Mickey introducing Mouse. Introducing us to the special, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, and this is a Mickey. People who used to, before the invention of television, people would listen to the radio. Perhaps they would listen on this vintage Mickey Mouse radio from 1934. And, of course, we all have Mickey Mouse sweatshirts that we would wear on our normal human bodies that we have. Um, yeah, not, not, a, not a good stage presence, this guy. Um, if one had a second pair of legs, they would fit comfortably over them if yeah. one had them. <laughs> It's like I I eat eight eggs every day. Uh, oh man, that is Michael Eisner. Um. Anyway, uh, he he introduces us to the special and informs us that Mickey Mouse is turning sixty. So it is Mickey Mouse's birthday. Mickey Mouse is um. They're gonna have a birthday celebration, and. Yeah. He's turning 60, so that means it's time for Mickey's first colonoscopy. <laughs> Actually, I think you're supposed to get them at 50. So he's oh, really? overdue. Oh, Mickey's second colonoscopy. That's what they should have called the special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mickey's second colonoscopy, a special with a surprise ending. <laughs> it's like, Mickey, you should have done this 10 years ago. Hope we don't find anything in there. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> you know, talk about a hidden Mickey. Oh, uh, so the Mickey in this one, it's 1988. Now there's Mouse. a Disney channel, uh, uh, station ID where that's the, the following the endoscope and then finding a polyp shaped like the mouse ears. Oh my God. Actually, that's, that's too clever for Mickey Mouse. Um, that is the sort of thing I would expect on one of those, you know, for those, uh, those uh, classic MTV station bumpers they used to do. Yes. <laughs> Something that John Dilworth would do. That yes. is his kind of thing. <laughs> That's extremely John Dilworth. Um, so uh, Mickey Mouse, we've got him. He's here. He is 60 years old. It's the 1988 version of Mickey Mouse. So he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's wearing. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's now the, the thing is when we were kids, Mickey was exclusively and corporate logo. They hadn't made a cartoon with him in decades. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there was Mickey's Christmas Carol, but you know, he wasn't being Mickey. He was being Bob, Bob, not Bob Clampett. <laughs> my Bob, my Bob brain Cratchit. is stuck in cartoon mode. Bob Cratchit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So seeing Mickey in a thing was just kind of weird. It was like, Oh, it's that guy, yeah. you know, it's that, it's that guy. I don't know what his personality is. 
It's, he's not going to get one for another 20 years in the cartoons. Yep. It's it's that oh it's ever it's like hey everyone it's that it's everyone's favorite corporate logo <laughs> you know it's like Mr. Sparkle yeah. what a brave corporate logo hey look everyone it's player one yeah um so yeah uh, Mickey Mouse I think like people have even mentioned why that's why now that he's in the public domain everyone is just like well, I don't know what to do with so? him yeah so <laughs> it's like he really doesn't have a personality um you know he he did they they did something when they did those kind of wacky shorts recently. Like about yeah those yeah the the Paul Rudish shorts yeah yeah uh, they basically got one of the main guys from Two Stupid Dogs to reinvent Mickey Mouse and it worked really really well yeah yeah so those are those are really good and it's like wow Mickey has yeah. uh Mickey has a little bit of a personality they're making him a little feisty you know um, I have a special affection for the one where he's a taxi driver in Bombay or in Mumbai. <laughs> <laughs> and he picks up a uh, and he picks up a fair who turns out to actually be Ganesha. <laughs> I haven't seen that one actually. Oh, that's great! Mumbai Madness—that's the name of it. Okay, so. I have to look that one. Up. I mean, all the ones I've seen have been they're, pretty funny. Um, yeah, and they're only three—they're only three minutes each. So yeah, you you're not losing anything if you watch a Mickey Mouse, a new Mickey Mouse cartoon, and don't like it. Just go on to the next one. Yeah. Um, in the 1980s, yeah, they hadn't made a new Mickey Mouse cartoon in a while. And the ones that you could see, they were generally pretty lackluster because, you know, Mickey, yeah. he couldn't do anything that would reflect poorly on the Disney Corporation. So he was just. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, if you if you watch the ones where Mickey has the Caucasian flesh tone, those are the worst ones. Oh, yeah. Anything that came out. Anything that came after Fantasia and they redesigned him to be more, you know, more clearly, you know, he's a white mouse. He's not actually supposed to be a character in blackface. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think uh, the other day I was looking at like all the different Mickeys and I was like, yeah, that's the worst Mickey that that Mickey yeah. is just like he's like he just looks like suddenly it's like he's not wearing his iconic shorts anymore. He's just dressed like he's dressed like the dad in Tasmania. You know, just with a pork pie hat. <laughs> and it's like, uh. Blah, 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 yakety schmackety, golden OJ. Yeah, it's just like, ah, this Mickey is bad. I don't like him. But, um, so this is the Mickey we get in this. Um, Mickey, th- there's a, okay, so there's a plot in this special. And the plot is. Eventually. <laughs> there's eventually. We should eventually, you know what? We should eventually get to talk about that plot. But <laughs> before we run out of time on this, yeah, first I was going to say, should we, should we just, uh, should we just talk about the plot of the special in our, in the second episode and just spin our wheels for the next 10 minutes, bullshitting some more? No, <laughs> let's, let's, re- let's reward our, uh, listeners when actually talk about what's, ha- what we promised 15 okay. minutes ago. <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about some Mickey Mouse. Um, so the, the, the plot of the special is it's Mickey's 60th birthday. Mickey is doing his birthday extravaganza on television, but Carl Reiner, live action Carl Reiner, is the director who is telling him what to do, right? In I think that's right. Carl Reiner, isn't it? Or I always hated Carl Reiner. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's him, right? <laughs> I, I Yeah, that's that's Carl Reiner, yeah. Okay. So he's like the director t- and and Mickey is like yeah. I need to be on stage. The later of- mm-hmm. Carl Reiner, who later appeared in Toy Story 4 as Carl Rhino. Oh, how appropriate. Um, yes, there was a whole there was that 
a lot of people didn't pick up that uh, when Woody was stuck in the closet, all of the toys that were in the closet were uh, senior uh, uh, comedians. Like uh, you know, there was there was Mel, there was Mel Brooks and uh, Carol Burnett. Except Carol Burnett was a chair, so she was Cheryl Burnett. <laughs> oh, that's that's yeah. <laughs> Uh, that turned out to be the last thing Carl Reiner recorded too. So oh, that's damn. that's Carl Reiner's la- you know his his legacy for the world is playing a rhino. <laughs> oh, oh, good for him. Um, yep. So he plays. I think they call him Mal Fellini. Is his name in this as the director? Fellini. <laughs> you know. And um, okay. He is. Uh, but but Mickey Mickey is going to go on stage in front of hundreds of screaming fans to celebrate his birthday, but. Mickey isn't feeling it. He feels like he can't deliver and he needs, he needs some magic performance anxiety. He's got performance anxiety and Mickey. He, okay. Here's what's here's what's going on. Mickey needs some magic. Okay. He needs just, he needs just a little bump of magic. You know, he always performs a little better when he's had a little magic, you know, to yeah. get him through the night. You know what I'm saying here? <laughs> so right. Mickey's like, he's like, <laughs> I just need a little magic. <laughs> Um, (laughs) so he's going through his trunk and he finds a wizard hat and he's like, but then a wizard, there's a wizard, by the way. Yeah. A wizard appears in the mirror and it's not the wizard you're thinking of because it is the wizard hat from Fantasia, but this is a different wizard voiced by Peter Cullen. And he looks like he came off the set of like gummy bears or something. Yeah. (laughs) He looks exactly like that guy from gummy bears, you know, the, Mm. not the, 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 the night. Yeah. Um, I think I think he's supposed to be the wizard from the Sorcerer's Apprentice, but they didn't bother to go back and no. watch Fantasia, so they forgot what he looked like. <laughs> yeah, they drew him from memory. So yeah, this is not this is not the wizard Yen Sid. This is uh, I guess it's the the wizard uh, um, Red Knee. Yeah. <laughs> or wait, Ren. No, Ren C. Ren Z. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is a um, this is a new wizard, but Mickey seems to know him. Like Mickey seems to know this who this wizard is, and that he shouldn't be fucking around with his wizard's hat. But the wizard is all like, "Don't touch my hat, Mickey. You have your own magic. Don't don't steal my magic. Don't do that." Um. So, but also Mickey brings a broom to life, just like he did last time. Oh yeah. I, I, I guess, you know, then he takes the hat off and the broom immediately dies. It's like, boy, wish you bet you wish you'd done that last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, boy, Mickey. Um, well, you know, um, <laughs> you learn by doing. Um, but anyway, so Mickey is so that so Mickey, th- this is all important for what's going to come because we're setting up uh, events to come in Mickey's 60th anniversary. Um, this wizard hat is going to come into play. So yes. Mickey, Mickey's got to go on stage. He's got to go on stage in front of all his audience and, and uh, you know, he got to perform. But at the same time, uh, backstage, we've got Roger Rabbit and Roger Rabbit. It's it's is very important for you to know that Roger Rabbit is in this. He is vying for your attention constantly. And he's um, uh, there's a he's also. So, so correct me if I'm wrong, but is this stage director that that Roger is talking to? Is that not also Charles Fleischer, the voice of Roger Rabbit? Oh, is it? I think it is. That kind of makes sense. Um, 
let me see if I can look that up because I couldn't this there were no credits in the version that I saw. So uh, no. I just want to look up Mickey's 60th birthday. Uh, yeah. See if we got any credits. Critic uh, credits. Mixies. Mickey. Mixie's 60th birthday. Mix, <laughs> Mixel, Mr. Mix's 60th birthday. Mix the mix. Okay. So let me see. Yeah. Yes, it is Charles Fleischer. I found it. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. So that kind of makes sense. Um, so he's talking to himself. Yeah. Um, and Roger Rabbit is, uh, he is supposed to, oh, he, and he's all like, I don't know where the cake is. Cause there's a big cake and Roger Rabbit is all like, Oh, I'll find the cake. And he finds there's no candles on this cake. So Roger Rabbit puts some dynamite on the cake and he puts the cake out, but then he figures out that it's dynamite. So he's got to run out there with a fire hose and blast the cake and, and to, so that it doesn't explode. And kill mickey mouse i guess um yeah i mean isn't mickey also a tune you can't kill mickey right? no well i suppose there are lots of people in the audience so i guess if yeah if it okay, exploded yeah. and killed all the oh, yeah. that would be a big that would not be good that would be, like <laughs> michael eisner would, would be like the stock to drop <laughs> yeah michael eisner would be all like okay make sure you get all these corpses off disney grounds before you declare them dead <laughs> I've played theme park tycoon. I know how this works. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and anyway, uh, so, but the, but Roger Rabbit fails to prevent the cake from exploding and the cake explodes and it just kind of, everyone gets covered in cake and, uh, it kind of ruins the show. So Mickey is all like, Oh, I know how to get some magic in back in the show. And he gets the wizard hat and he puts it on and he starts doing magic. And yeah, and that's when I the put on my robe and wizard hat. <laughs> but as we established earlier, the wizard doesn't like it when Mickey plays with his hat. So the wizard is like Mickey Mouse for committing this offense against the wizard. I am going to punish you. And how for is your illegal haberdashery? <laughs> <laughs> you you will face the gravest punishment of them all. You will I will damn you to wizard hell. And um I guess and, and Mickey vanishes from sight. And what happened to Mickey? Well, I guess you'll have to wait till next week to find out. Because yep. that's all the time the we rest, have. Yeah. The rest of the first ten minutes of this is just shots of hundreds and thousands of people chanting for Mickey. They really want Mickey. Just, yeah, they really want. Yeah, you know, they want Mickey so bad. It's it's like that commercial where all the kids are chanting Mario, 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 and then it zooms out and they're forming the face of Mario across the North America. <laughs> and now, also at this time, it was big news that more more kindergartners recognized Mario than Mickey. Damn. Well, I mean, Mario is more entertaining. Mar yeah, Mario has more going for him. I mean, Mickey, you know, he's a mouse, but, you know, it doesn't affect anything apart from that there's something that might be a cat that beats up on him sometimes. Yeah. When was the last time you even saw, saw Mickey eat cheese? No. Nope. When was the last I time you saw Mickey get his tail out of a mouse trap or anything? Well, yeah, Mickey doesn't like, I mean, uh, he, like you say, he's, he hasn't had a cartoon in like 100 years. 
and he's just the corporate logo. I mean, Mario is also the corporate logo, but Mario is in stuff. He had TV series. He had games. He, you know, had a personality. People you know, really look forward to, you know, the next Mario because they know they're going to get, you know, some of the best gaming that uh, from some of the most talented people. Yeah. With Mickey, I mean, looking at this, the animation is kind of shoddy, especially on that wizard. Yeah, they really did not try with the wizard. They were just like, eh, right. whatever, whatever. Uh, it's Mickey for is a mouse with no mouse traits. Mario is a plumber who never does any plumbing. But, you know, he's there's more to him than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, also, Mario is they're both they are very similar in the sense that they are, you know, they're kind of squeaky clean characters with really annoying voices. But yeah. I, I think if you if you had to pick between it's a me Mario and it Mario is like way better. Like I could listen to yeah. that for a full episode of a cartoon series. Whereas Mickey Mouse is just like, why? Why are you nervously giggling constantly? Do you have something to hide, Mickey? Are, are you yeah. are you what is what is this? Um, anyway, whatever. Mickey and Mario Mouse. is canonically a man of few words. He really doesn't talk all that much in the first place. Yeah. You know, and the explanation that his now retired original voice, uh, uh, Charles Martinet gave was that, uh, you know, he just doesn't actually speak that much English. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that, when you, you know, when, when he does say, say a big speech, it's something he memorized for the occasion. And even then he'll make mistakes, which is why when you win Super Mario 64, he says, thank you so much for to playing my game. <laughs> that, that kind of scans. I like that. I like that interpretation. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So do you think we, since we've so, only. Yeah. Mario is better than Mickey. I think we've established that. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone can agree on this. Because, um, come on. I mean, who who yeah. would who is going to go to bat for Mickey Mouse over Mario? Um, some Now, here's the real question. Is Sonic better than Mickey? You know what? I'm going to say Sonic is better than Mickey. You think? Okay, I, yeah, I can see that. I think, he ha again, he has more going for him. I mean, because the thing is, Sonic has an attitude. Yeah, I He's mean... They tried to give Mickey an attitude in like the next cartoon and Runaway Brain. They were portraying him as a slacker. I I mean, well, everyone loves Runaway Brain. <laughs> and that's yeah. why Disney was like, put it in the vault. No one will ever see this ever <laughs> again. It's too entertaining. <laughs> um, yeah. Disney is like, we don't want people to know that there is a, a form of entertainment beyond what we can give them. No, we have to meet it out carefully. Do not allow yourselves to become addicted to entertainment. <laughs> I think because I mean I think run run runaway brain is one of those things that like you know it's it's um uh it, it it's uh it's you know it's a lost gem but it had it had a huge impact on a very certain demographic and I don't know how to describe this demographic other than um. Uh, young women who want to fuck animatronic pizza mascots like that that demographic really gelled with runaway brain you know if if you meet a if you meet like a young woman possibly at you know a, a bar or a sports event and you go back to her house and her house is entirely decorated in like you know uh surplus 
animatronic pizza place mascots and possibly some hot topic stuff maybe a little jack skellington you're like this is a girl who likes runaway brain and probably has a runaway brain uh uh persona you know like uh but anyway but Who's this girl can i meet her oh <laughs> uh, uh, i I, sh- I probably shouldn't say her name on air i don't know if she's still oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if you listening. think she might be listening uh, oh well <laughs> actually actually sorry i have a girlfriend actually <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah ethan you're gonna your, your girlfriend's gonna hear this and she's gonna be so pissed you're gonna go home yeah. and she'll be there with a rolling pin. Whoa! <laughs> it's gonna be the typical. It's gonna be a real bringing up father situation. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I think we. Uh, I think we should uh, end this right here and talk about uh, 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 the actual special because... next yeah. week. Not the first time we've done this. Won't be the last. No, we're starting no. off the year right with the the same old mistakes we always make. <laughs> Happy twenty twenty four, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>